The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I haven't played in a while, um, so... Yeah, I have my subtailor fused, and so I, I'm excited to compete and play, and I'm just as curious as all of you are to see what happens, because I haven't done it in a while. Down to the block, to the baseline, the fadeaway is blocked by Green, picked up by Holiday, but it came into Luca, and Luca will turn to shoot a hook shot in the lane and score with the palms up. Of course, why not for Luca? Tough ball away, back shot is good! Malik Monk somehow banks it home. 124-123 Kings. Here's Curry. He'll try to get a shot off to win it. It's on the way. It's front rim short. The Sacramento Kings will advance in most dramatic fashion. It's 124-123. Looking up top here, Shea takes one dribble. He'll launch a 30-footer. Offline, no good. Timberwolves with a rebound, and the Wolves escape. 106-103. Da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Tis the season to be jolly. Da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Don't we now alligate a parable. Da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. From the ancient Yuletide carol. Da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Good morning, everybody. It is a new day. It is the Christmas season, Wednesday, November 29. T-Row in the morning show time. Smack dab in the middle of your work week. Seventh ranked day on the calendar. Toby and TJ with you. A1 and Turkey Bacon. We got um, uh, news broke last night. OU's got a new offensive coordinator. Two of them, actually. We will discuss... Uh, lots of NBA action last night. The in-season tourney bracket is now set. No thunder, no Mavs, by the way, in the uh, in-season tourney in Las Vegas. And uh, one day away from Porter Bowser Sooners get back on the court. It'll be their old court, McCaslin Fieldhouse, coming up tomorrow night. That and a bunch of other stuff we'll get into on a Wednesday morning here on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Let's start by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J. Perry, on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning. There he is. Uh, move a little closer to the mic, Hello. if you could, TJ. No, a little Hello. other way. There you, Hello. Nope. There it is. That's it right there. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. How are you today, TJ? 
Oh, I'm tired, but I'm good. Were you up late last night? No, just revelry. Uh, busy yesterday. Busy. I was oh. going at it. So. Oh my. Easy. But... Now. <laughs> TMI. Uh, why don't you fill us in on your day? We always love to hear about your busy days. So uh, oh, let us know what you do. I mowed last night. Really? Then, oh yeah, I wasn't mowing. I uh, work uh, smarter, not harder, when it comes to picking up uh, thousands and thousands of leaves. That's probably oh, round watched. one. I'll probably have round two in a few weeks. But that mm-hmm. was round one to get ready to put up my outdoor decorations yesterday. So, ah, when are those going up? Uh, they went up yesterday after I got done with oh, all the leaves. So okay, all right, all right. Did the leaves off for a, a while and. Uh, Can I pause you right up? there? Yes. Anything new this year for the outdoor decorations? Have you added to it? No, nothing new. Mm-hmm. No, no. So got Fair all enough. that done and then started in on the, uh, you know, the lights were on the house already. So then I started in all my stuff. On you the had ground. the guy, you, you hired the guy to yes. hang the lights. Yes. Okay. And then I do all the ground stuff and bushes and. Sure. Yeah. So. And that was all the that day done. yesterday. Got, got all that mulched. done for several hours and. Um, then went inside and cooked some dinner and then Katie and Bronx finished the tree and we have all the Christmas stuff done. So, wow. Yeah. What a day. That's a busy day. I had a very similar day yesterday. Very similar. I went golfing with my daughter. (laughs) Pretty much the same as mowing. They both involve grass. And then I also uh, did some Christmas light stuff last night. Uh, my wife was decorating the house. She, she had all the uh, stuff out of the attic, and she's putting right. it where it goes around the house to make it festive for the holidays. And uh, there were these, uh, these uh, I don't know how to describe them other than light stick trees that we put in our flower pots out front. They're these, these like, branches with lights on them, and, but the lights had gotten all tangled because they're connected. So it was my job to untangle them, and that took a that good— could, That could take a while. 45 minutes probably. But what a sense of accomplishment— when I got it done, and uh, and then I, you know, then she stuck them in the pot. So that was my decorations last night: is getting the lights untangled. So yeah, so pretty much the same day. Yeah. Now, what was dinner last night for you? Oh, uh, just a little uh, chicken pesto pasta. Yeah, a little chicken uh, pesto uh, pasta with a little bit of uh, chicken with uh, pesto. Sounds and broccoli. Sounds yeah. Somewhat healthy. And I mean, broccoli, it's pasta, yeah. but yeah, right. yeah. 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 But, pretty healthy mm-hmm. uh it was a little bit of an odd night to try to eat last night because with the decorations and stuff it would have been a good night for some cold weather food but uh but it was a 60 degree day yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, chilly at times with the wind but uh, yeah. not cold so yeah i wouldn't have wanted. i'm ready for another I, i'm enjoying the i don't want it to turn cold like today it's going to be 64 i'm enjoying this but i'm about ready for another pot of chili speaking of chili well, i did that sunday when it was cold that a boy yeah Right back from Mexico, right, right back into from a pot Mexico of chili. Into a pot, double pot of beans? chili. Yeah. Oh yes, I always a do double beans. pot of chili. I did a double pot so that we'd have uh, plenty of leftovers, and we all oh, have leftovers. Yeah. I thought maybe you had friends over or something. No, no, no. no. So uh, you had beans in it though. Always, I always yeah. mix with beans. Yeah. Big bean family. Yeah, all big bean the family. Bean. Yeah, right. All right, what else yesterday do you need? To um, tell us I think that's. Oh, I had surgery last night. I didn't know that I was going to make it through, but I did. I'm here. I'm uh, able to continue on this, this morning. Dream? Nah, I was putting up a crate in the attic after all the Christmas stuff, and I caught a splinter in the side of my hand, and you would have thought it was the end of the world. Oh. 
Katie had to get it out for me because of the location. How's your attic? Uh, what do you mean? Well, is it organized? Is it? Is it? Is it's it? Very. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's very organized. It's very organized, all yeah, in crates. The crates yeah. that are you know keepsakes or whatever that we would never deal with are towards the back, and then I have my. Christmas stuff lined up in a certain way that I know exactly where stuff Are you is. in charge of the attic? Yes. Yes. Okay. Were you this way as a student and as a child, or is this a Katie influence? The, uh, uh, the structured, organized manner in which you live, where did that come from? I, I respect know. it. I don't know. Wildly, I, I respect it tremendously. I were you this way as a child? Developed over the years. I had, not were, that I remember. Were you an organized student? Good, no, a good student, no, good grades. No, 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 was no. not. No. Do you think like Katie's job requires a certain amount of structure? Uh, sh- yeah, yeah, structure, uh, routine. Uh, do you think that's been an influence? Or were you that way before I Katie started being a police officer? I think this came from Katie's side of the family that she didn't even recognize it until she got older. She had an uncle that would probably be the villain in a lot of uh, family movies. Um, very, mm. very strict, very structured. Like militaristic kind militaristic. of? Militaristic. Like if you didn't eat your entire plate of dinner, it went in the fridge, and you ate it the next morning for breakfast cold. Did, why, why, why? Was she at her uncle's house a lot? Why, why would she would go visit him? like at holidays okay. and stuff, and, and I've heard the stories over the years that, you know, yeah, his children – uh, it would. They were. They had. They lived a very strict life. So perhaps mm. the Bimbanek side is where that's coming from. So you you heard these stories, and you thought, I want to adopt that lifestyle. Well, I think she probably did, not realizing oh, okay. that it was influenced from her childhood. So she's perhaps. led you down this path of having, you know, uh, of, of the Tupperware being all organized and the attic being all organized. Right. I think a lot of that's just me. Are you, like, is your I think closet color coded? No, no, my closet's no. a. Not really organized at all. It's a mess, mm. actually. So mm. there's areas that, yeah, it's not like that. But there's some that are. I'm kind of fifty-fifty in this in this regard. I, I've my like work life. I was gonna say you're very structured with your pens and your markers. And yes. Your, yeah. My office and my job, I'm anal retentive. But everything else, I'm like. Eh. I mean, not, ah, but I'm just not, I don't really like, I don't have a big care. You know what I mean? Like I don't, it's not a big deal that everything be orderly and all that kind of stuff, but maybe I should. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, thought about you a lot last night. Thank you. And Thank I woke you. up in the middle of the night. It was my job again to take baby Ozzy out to the bathroom. Oh no. You're in the middle of the night puppy stage still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, I gotta tell you, this dog is unbelievable, though, man. He's he's been amazingly gr- good. Uh, very few accidents. He the middle of the night thing is almost a pleasure. You hate to get up, but he understands the assignment. Like you get him, he's like, "Yep, okay." I, like I wake him up, <laughs> I take him outside. He immediately yeah, goes pees. Up, and poops the, like the middle of the night. He's like, "This is a pee poop fest right here." This is how about that? And and it doesn't take very long at all because he, uh, like I said, he understands the assignment. He's not like going out there dilly dally and anything. He's like, "Oh, it's time for me to go outside and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night." And anyway, I go out and I take him out, and it was uh, one of those. It was the night last night where I couldn't go back to sleep for a while. I did, 
But I sat there and tossed and turned for a while, and uh, I was just getting angrier and angrier at you. I was thinking about all the things I was going to yell at you about this morning when I got on the radio. And then I got up this morning, and I got my pad and my paper to write these things down, and I can't for the life of me remember what I was. What would you have been mad at me when we didn't speak about anything? Well, I texted the group one thing yesterday about uh, cutting some liners for me. But other than that, you never heard from me yesterday. Oh, yeah. How am I supposed to do that? Or How are we going to do that? Are we going to do that, like, here together during the show? Um, so we can discuss this on air. I so like the all idea the other guys were going to cut separate. And then as we got into it yesterday, they're like, Drake's like, why don't we just have them cut it together? So they all started going in the studio together. And I said, well, Toby and I can't really do that. And he goes, well... Have Toby cut his part, and then you play off of it at the end, because that's kind of what happened with the other hosts. Like, the one host would start it, and then the other would finish it. So, we'll figure it out and splice it together. Can I propose something? What's that? I think we do it during the show on the air. Can you record it? (laughs) I mean, we're recording. We're recording right now, yeah. Let's cut a promo together. (laughs) Our listeners will... We've got to cut two of them. Our listeners will enjoy it. And then uh, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be cool. What do you think about that? It'd be pretty it's easy. Like, I mean, it's only like, it's like 10 seconds. seconds 10, right? 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah, is all we need. Okay, well, I don't want to do it right now, but let's okay. let's do all it right. a little bit. Maybe, like, maybe in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's, uh, let me write this down so I don't forget. Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, being mad at me over something. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what I was mad at you about. I, I would assume it was one of two storylines. <laughs> I, I don't honestly remember. Either your abundance of vacation during football season, or <laughs> your lack of support for the Oklahoma Sooners. Those are usually <laughs> yes, the two things I get lack, mad at you about. My lack of support, yes. But I can't specifically remember. I must have been in like a half-dream, half-awake state. Otherwise, I would remember it. But huh. uh, I remember thinking, I'm going to really come on and let him have it All today. I remember about my dreams is uh, Jelly Roll was in it, the guy, not the dessert. But mm. I don't remember why or what, like. I don't remember the dream. I just know Jelly Roll was in my dream. You a big Jelly Roll guy? Uh, I don't mind him. I mean, yeah, Jelly yeah. Roll's good. Uh, he fits in with your fits in big, big heavy guy, set guy a with a beard. <laughs> plays a guitar. I mean, they're taking over Nashville. <laughs> so, if I could learn to play a guitar, I would be a superstar. Right. Right. Now. Right. Yeah, Jelly Roll. Uh, That's all I so remember. So anyway, if I think of what I'm supposed to be mad at you about, I'll let yeah, because otherwise there's nothing to be mad at me about. There, we didn't fight. There's on the always show something yesterday. to be mad at you about. Uh, no, there's not. We didn't fight on the show yesterday. I don't, no, no, no. I we didn't remember. fight. We've we gotten along great. No, so, yeah, there was nothing to be mad. at I me mean, about. There, yesterday was a a little bit of an odd show. Yesterday we were at Brown O'Haver. John, who's always involved in the show, was extra involved yesterday. Yes, and. uh uh, I heard Chris say something about like caffeinated or Red Bulls or something like that. But I would agree. Uh, it was like uh, he was he was raring to go. I think this podcast has really brought it out of him, which I, think, I love. I think it's like an extra uh, host for a day. It's as if he's top five on Apple or whoever uh, you go to for your podcast. Uh, most downloaded. Uh, it was like Joe Rogan suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And there were occasions where the conversation got elevated, but this segment would end, and I would be like, "Were we arguing, or were we just talking loud?" Like I don't know what. You were very passive aggressive yesterday throughout the show. Yeah, I heard you say that at one yeah. point, and I I get that way. I believe it, uh, but like I don't. I mean, that's just me. 
I don't like sometimes the segment would end and I'd be like, did we disagree or did we just start all like, talking loud? <laughs> you know, then at some point he was killing off his wife and letting us know what he was putting on our gravestone. So that was kind of yeah. weird. We talked death all the time. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you know if I get mad at you today. I all can't right, remember well, what let I'm me supposed know. to be mad at you about. But, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, all right. Um, well, we got to figure out if we like this uh, move that was made last night, Tej, the offensive coordinator situation at OU. Let's discuss when we come back. We'll hit the text line for the first time, 405-651-3439. If you did not hear Bob Stoops on the rush last night, we'll play that for you coming up as well. It's a Wednesday, T-Row in the morning show. The ref, the home of Suter fans, will be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by McIntyre Law, serving clients in Oklahoma nationwide 24-7, award-winning personal injury law firm, proven record of success with over $250 million won for their clients, 1-877-917-5250 or McIntyreLaw.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Sooner Judy says, good morning, TJ and Toby. I was hoping that the co-OC with Joe John and Seth would be the result. So Sooner yes. Judy is happy. Sooner Judy got what she wanted. That's right. What do you think, Teach? Uh, word trickles out last night, although nothing official yet. But uh, George Stoya, former student, reporting that um, it'll be uh, uh, Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley named co-offensive coordinators. I'm good with that. I'm, uh, I thought it might become internal like that. I'm fine with the co. Uh, probably... Um, make both of those guys happy. Probably help co- keep Joe John here because you know there was rumor with him perhaps joining Levy. So I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Sounds like uh, at least according to reports that Latrell would be the play caller. Perhaps mm-hmm. um, he's got a lot of experience doing that. By the way, uh, I like it. Shockingly, TJ. I like it. <laughs> Homer. First off, first off, uh, I'm not under the impression that I am smarter than the football coaches uh, who do the hiring. So if that's what they think is best, uh, then uh, complete trust. But I like a couple of things about it. One, uh, if you've ever been around Seth, there is a swagger and a bravado and a toughness to that guy that I think is great. I think it'll be great for our offense. Seth is a nice guy. He's actually very funny, I'm told. But when you see him like walking down the hall or even just kind of prowling at practice or whatever, it looks like he is ticked off at the world. Very intense. If you look... Wrong at him, he will punch you right in the nose. That's what it looks like. Well, even uh, as reports started coming out last night, the you know they put the split pick up of him and Joe John. Uh, it looks that way. <laughs> there's no there's no pictures of Seth Luttrell smiling. <laughs> no, none smiling. They're all intense, just uh, uh, staring, arms crossed at a football field. Yeah, I like it. I like that about him. 
Uh, I think there's a toughness to him. It was not very long ago that Seth Luttrell was one of the hot names for head coaching jobs around, like when Texas Tech came open and somebody because he was killing it at North Texas for a while with Mason Fine, and he was a hot commodity. And um, and then it, it went a couple of bad seasons and he got fired. And there's a lot of North Texas people that are upset that he got fired when he did because they really liked him a lot. But I like the fact he's a Sooner. I like his experience. Uh, I think there, and I like the Joe John thing because I think there are some people who are just maybe a little too familiar with Joe John. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, we can't hire Joe John Finley. Like he's one of our guys, you know. But I think he really is regarded as a talented up and comer. And not that Oklahoma is necessarily a place where you cut your teeth. But like I said yesterday. We have made a living around here, in football especially, of identifying talented up-and-comers and giving them the larger platform to succeed. Especially under Joe, we've had a really good eye for talent around here. Bob Stoops uh, was an assistant. Even back to Barry Switzer was an assistant when we gave him the head coaching job. Uh, obviously Lincoln Riley was an assistant. Brett Venables was an assistant. Uh, you know, so even some of the coordinators hadn't done it a lot or at all. And so I like the idea of, Hey, that's an, that's a talented guy. We're losing him if we don't give it to him. That's not a reason to give it to him, but that's a talented young man who's going to be a play caller and we want him to do it for us. We're also going to have like, I don't know how this is going to work necessarily, but I, I kind of like it. I, 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 I kind of. I like it a lot. And I think it's going to keep the whole staff together. I think that's what everybody wanted inside that locker room. Again, that's not the reason to do it. But it is a great side benefit in that the hot button word the last 12 hours has been continuity, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going well for Oklahoma right now. The recruiting is great. They are working on another top 10 class. They are trending in a great direction in a lot of different ways. You can be mad about a call here or a loss there or whatever, but Oklahoma is trending in a great direction going into the SEC, and this keeps the train going down the track. And it also gives Brent the ability to say, all right, terminology stays the same. Uh, offense stays the same. Jackson, you don't have to learn all this kind of new stuff. up. But I would like you to emphasize this more. You know what I'm saying, Teach? I would like us to add this or tweak this or sure. let's let's be a little more. Well, I'm sure they have their own run ideas that oriented to add too. Exactly, I like it. Best of both worlds. It gives the what I've been saying about a guy that had coordinator experience as well as could be um, handed over the reins of stuff and said, "Hey, I don't want to babysit." That's Seth, and then you have the hot up and comer, like you said that. Um, a lot of people have been talking about over the last couple of years. So, If OU plays good offense, Seth Luttrell will be a head coach oh, within two quickly. years at most mm-hmm. because his name is already thought in that regard. Right. Like maybe even after next year, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I like it. All right, give us a couple more Jimmy and Edmund says, I want to say that I'm very happy with Seth and Joe John. I have a very good feeling about this. How do you see the offense looking in a bowl and next year? Any type of changes you guys see? Seth has had some good offenses at other schools, but he will get better players here. Boomer Sooner, Jimmy and Edmund. 
I don't know that you can change a lot in the bowl other than maybe if you wanted to emphasize some different personnel. And I, I don't even know that they'll necessarily do that unless some guys opt out. Uh, it's not a time where you go change a bunch of things. Maybe there are some things that Joe John and Seth liked a little more than Jeff did that's already in the offense. So maybe, you know, that is emphasized a little more or less. But I don't think you'll see them change much. Uh, you know, but when you've got 15 bowl practices and all this kind of stuff, a lot of times you, you emphasize the young guys. So maybe like a Jacquez Petaway plays a little more. Maybe even, uh, I mean, I think Sawchuck will be the guy, but if you want to get Smothers a few more carries, um, you're already using some young guys on the line. Um, defensively, I mean, you're asking offensively, but maybe defensively. But I don't think much will change for the bowl game. Sheldon Cooper has a text the show from the Big Bang Theory. He says, real chili doesn't have beans. I don't mind being the, on the opposite side of a lot of things of Sheldon Cooper, so I don't mind that. Um, is that what Sheldon Cooper said, or is this the texter who is calling himself Sheldon? Is I, that, think he, is that I think Sheldon said it the... in the show, yeah, because he's from oh. Texas, and real Texas chili doesn't have beans. It doesn't? No. I thought all Texas chili had beans in it. No, not according to, like, the cow, the real cowboys. They'll say, no, no beans in our chili. Yeah. Get out of town. I think that's a north thing. <laughs> I think You're it's telling me people thing. in Texas don't put beans in chili? I'm not saying that, that, that people don't. I'm saying that the majority of people in Texas would tell you real chili doesn't have beans. And that's why Sheldon Cooper has that line. Oh, I disagree with you. And I've just I had chili. I had beans in my chili, and I, my family did. I'm saying we but did. But if you're right. If you're right, that's even more of a reason to hate the state of Texas. <laughs> but I don't think you're right about it. Here's the first one uh, right here, kind of questioning it. Don't like the safe hire over what would have been the best hire. But they don't say what the best hire would have been. Well, I guarantee you at no point did Brent Venables and or Joe Castiglione say, that guy would be best, but let's do what's safe. They are hiring what they think is best. A hundred percent promise you on that. At no point did they say, I think it would be best if we hired Willie Corn, but let's don't do what's best. Let's play it safe. They evaluated the scenario and said, I think this is best. Now it may disagree with what you think is best, but I promise you that's what they did. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and Teddy Lehman has jinxed it. What? What happened? You said Bob Stoops coming up oh, next. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Stoops coming up next. Uh, left him a voicemail though, so I'm, I'm sure we'll catch up with him uh, in due time. I'm sure, we'll catch up with him later. Yeah. yeah excited to hear what uh, how his weekend was, uh, especially the Friday there on the field, uh, senior day before 
Drake Stoops had uh, another incredible game, Dylan Gabriel, all of that. So uh, we'll catch up with him. In, any final thoughts, by the way? Because we're about to be full-on offseason until the bowl game gets here. So any final thoughts from the OU-TCU game that we barely even mentioned yesterday? Um, yeah. Yeah, I got some final thoughts. Um, we... Well, I guess we talked about it a little bit. Um, I was going to say, Sawchuck had a nice game, um, but I thought that it was it was very apparent, and maybe the text line disagrees. I'd like to know people that watch the game. You want to hold that thought because we do have uh, oh, Bob Stoops here. Yeah, great. Brought to you by Medello. I want to hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have to say well, there? Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the running back for TCU, how explosive he was and how fast. And, you know, one of the things that we've got to do better as we move forward as a football team, we got to get more explosive at running back. Well, I, I thought he was uh, uh, fantastic as well. Reminded me of uh, like Quentin Griffin or, you know, one of those kind of guys that those kind of guys are hard to tackle in a phone booth. They're so quick. So, uh, he was good, though, but, you know, give him credit. You know, yep. There's those kind of guys out there. I thought Gavin Soshuk the last few weeks has had great games, and Came on he's strong. got great speed, so I, th- I think he'll only continue to get better as well. I'll tell you guys who's explosive at running back in his seventh year in the NFL. Bob, I'm, I'm watching football on Sunday. The Broncos-Browns game is on, and there's Samaj P. Ryan scoring a touchdown once again That's in the it. NFL. That guy's so good. Uh you got to watch him every day like we did and or study our game tape the day after a game. He's, he, he's special. His timing, his, uh, he's got more speed than you think. He's got power. He's, he's a great back. and uh, It's fun watching he and Joe Mixon both. It's, it's, uh, it's neat that Samaje now is away from Joe, got his own place there at uh, Denver, and always rooting for him, an incredible guy. From someone who's like on the outside, Samaje to me just seems like someone who always worked hard, did everything he needed to do, did things the right way. Very low maintenance. Um, is that was that your experience with him at OU? Oh, uh, absolutely. They, they, his nickname on the team was Grandpa. You know, like <laughs> he's he's the he's the boss of everybody. So uh, no, he was he's incredibly special and. Really uh, happy to see him having so much success. It doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. I remember the signing day whenever he signed with Oklahoma, number one, everyone was really struggling trying to figure out how you pronounce his name. And number two, it's like, that is a grown man. I, he already looked like uh, <laughs> an NFL football yeah. player coming out of high school. No question. I mean, he – he had that physical ability, you know, not to compare him to Adrian, but he was a grown man coming, walking in here, you know, and uh, everybody knew it. He, he's, uh, he's a great player. What, Dylan Gabriel had 42 total touchdowns this year to just six interceptions, and he played really well on Friday once again. It seemed like the deep ball was there whenever they wanted it to. I wanted it to be what well, just kind of your thoughts on Dylan Gabriel's entire season because I, I got to think he's Big Twelve uh, All First Team quarterback here in a week. I sure would think so. He's had an incredible year. Uh, you put those numbers up to 
Jason White, Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield, and I, I don't know what they are. I don't. I'm not a stat guy. I bet they're very similar. Uh, he's had an incredible year. So uh, Brent Venables and uh, Coach Levy did an amazing job with him. And Dylan's a talented guy, and uh, I love it the way they even snuck in a few run games with them and goes in untouched for the touchdown and got a great arm. You know, he's accurate. So, uh, you know, people, oh, he missed this guy. Or he missed that guy. You stand back there with all those 5-0 linemen and 4-D linemen chasing you around and 4-0 linemen standing in front of you that are all 6'5", 6'8". You know, that that's not easy. That's not an easy job. And uh, I don't know that people respect that enough. When you're the one guy back there and all those people are crowding you and chasing you, it's, uh, it's not easy. I've got a totally unrelated question. And I got to thinking about it whenever he said all Big 12. And then I was thinking, well, I think the coaches vote on some of that. I wonder how that goes. But then it got me really interested in, did you ever fill out the coaches – uh, top 25 poll. Do the coaches actually fill that out? I did. I sat up when I had the time at night and watched all the replays and the scores. And if I missed it at night, I, I was always up. I hardly ever slept after games at too much adrenaline. I would be up early watching our game, but then I'd have coffee and watch, you know, again, the, the replays of the games, meaning whether it be you know, whatever channels were showing all the replays and the scores. And I would analyze who lost to who, who beat who. I did. I, I did it all the time. Uh, I, I'm sure not everyone does it. I did it because uh, I felt that was my responsibility and who I thought was the best. And so I did it, you know. Well, I, I that's awesome. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is I not that it, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty good gauge to go off of, and we've got some of those those rankings and stuff that are going to matter here as we start gearing up for the college football playoff. You see a bunch of these scenarios where you're going to have a bunch of, you know, maybe one-loss conference champions or, or however it all goes down, and um, I don't know. It, it's really interesting to me. What do you think about the way that the, the playoff is kind of shaping up as we're about to head into, into conference uh, championship territory? Well, I think everybody needs to cool the pipes. This is going to be a big weekend uh, mm-hmm. to find out, you know, who's who. Um, you know, there can be some big shakeups. I get it. But let's wait for them to happen. But I was a little bit kind of chuckling today. I heard, uh, well, I don't know what channel it was. They're talking about who's more deserving, one lost team, Texas or Alabama. And I can't believe I'm going to stick up for Texas here. I'm going to be like, are you kidding me? They went to their house and beat them uh, and beat them soundly. So that's not a discussion if they're both one lost teams, in my opinion. But uh, I don't care what anybody says. And uh, why well, play the game if it ain't going to matter at some point, you know? Head to head is supposed to matter. And they beat them soundly at their house. End of, end of discussion. But, uh, I can't believe that all just came out of my mouth, but it did. But, uh, but anyhow. Well, uh, they got work to do. What do you think about well, the Big 12 championship be- game? With- I just oh. believe fair is fair. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, Oh, I know. And then that's all I was saying is if they both won is, no, is was my only point. If you're right. Either of them loses, there's nothing to talk about. You know, it makes it easy. So uh, anyhow, uh, 
and I'm, I'm, you know, believe it or not, I'm happy for Mike Gundy, and you know, I wish it was us, obviously, but uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be rooting for Oklahoma State. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, I, I think Mike did a great job here this back half of the season, and good for, good for his staff and him and the team, and you know, so they, and they. They made it hard the other night, but they sure, you know, made the plays there at the end in overtime to make the difference. Yeah, they did. Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Uh, no big deal, just another uh, game, another uh, day where Billy Bowman has a big play, another pick six this time oh, around. Billy's Jeez. been so awesome. What a, what a, what a great player, and uh, yeah, just he's been consistent throughout. And you know what? Look back and look at all the open field tackles he's made. I've been oh, so yeah. scared on some of these outside plays, and I'm like, oh, man, he, that's one-on-one. That's going to be hard. And then he gets them down. So he's he's been incredible. Yeah, I, I say it all the time, you know, the, the pick sixes and the interceptions. Those Most of what Bob Stoops had to say yesterday on The Rush, you can hear it in its entirety, obviously, on the podcast uh, page. What we didn't get to there and is a little time-dated now is him being asked about, the offensive coordinator situation, which he just says, you know, he trusts Brent to make the right choice, I believe. But that's a little uh, outdated because now we know, or at least we know what reports are, that it's going to be Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley. We'll continue to gather your thoughts on that news and more coming up. It's a Wednesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. McIntyre Law brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Noble and his fine people will help you. If you need to recover losses after an accident that wasn't your fault, they're your group. McIntyreLaw.com, 1-877-917-5250 few different ones here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, basically along the lines of why not DeMarco or what are DeMarco's aspirations? Um, questioning why, why yeah, not I DeMarco? I, I don't know what DeMarco's aspirations are. Um, I haven't heard him say he wants to be a coordinator. I think that is the assumption of all coaches that they want to work their way up and become a coordinator and then become a head coach. And right. maybe that's the case with DeMarco. He is a little different case, maybe a lot different case than most, in that DeMarco is incredibly wealthy and, like, he's already DeMarco Murray. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like, not that he's not fully invested. He's He is fully invested. Uh, he's out on the recruiting trail, and he's coaching hard, and he's in the office as much as anybody. But I it could be that he is perfectly happy coaching running backs for the rest of his life. Like, this is his after-playing gig. I want to be a running backs coach. I don't want the mess of being a head coach and being in the line of criticism. And I don't know if I'm right about this, Teach. I'm just saying with him, that's more plausible than with with other coaches who you all just assume want to work their way up the ladder. Yeah, maybe I don't not. Know. I don't maybe know. Demarco wants to be a head coach someday. I don't know. Uh, be a good question for him next time people are with him. So, um, morning, fellas. TJ, the girlfriend loves jelly. 
She was in Fort Worth last night watching him, and all I can think of during T Rose uh, light. Oh, light untangling. Light untangling mm. is Clark W. Griswold. Yeah, it was similar. <laughs> it was similar. Uh, I, I haven't watched Christmas uh, Vacation yet, by the way. I, in fact, I'm not. I'm kind of waiting until December first. That's going to say. Night, you've got plenty of time for your Christmas movies. Last night, my wife got stuff out of the attic, and so I kind of pitched in and helped. But I'm kind of like shopping and. Uh, Christmas movies and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of waiting for December to get here before I dive in. A couple more days. Understandable. Uh, Greg and Muskogee would like to know, Toby, who is going to coach the quarterbacks? Seth Luttrell, according to reports. What about Coach B? Wasn't he a co-OC? Yes. <laughs> hey, that rhymed. Yes. I would assume he'll keep that title. In some capacity. I don't know if they'll shake things up a little bit here or what. But um, that kind of... I'm not in the meeting room, obviously. Uh, I think that there was a pay raise that went along with that. You know, like a, a title edition that went along with a pay raise. I don't know how much he was... At. I, I think he was cooperating and certainly giving his two cents with... Uh, uh, Jeff Levy, as far as coordinating everything. But I don't know that it was like a true Jeff is half the coordinator, Bill is half the coordinator situation. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. Jeff was the offensive coordinator. So, uh, I mean, I get the sense here, at least according to reports, that that's how this will kind of break down with Seth and Joe John is. A collaborative effort as offensive coordinator. Sounds like Seth will call the plays according to reports. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, and what... Bill Biedenboe's title is, I, I don't know, but his responsibility will continue to be to coach the offensive line, I think. We'll be back.